You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, man. Anything's possible. Yeah. days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway, a Kyrie when he make a trade, and nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you gotta repeat. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales packing and J King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen after every game is very important, Millie. Everyone and welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast with the Rain and Jays. Today it's me, your boy, Jay King from the Athletic, here with Sam Jam Packer, the great, joining me all the way from Las Vegas, where he is working and now podcasting, which is kind of work, I suppose. I'm a dual threat, baby. I'm a dual threat. He's a dual threat, running back, quarterback. He's kind of like Slash, court, little Cordell Stewart style action over there I've long, I've in Las Vegas. I've long modeled myself after Cordell Stewart. There we go. I'm that not was, good in big moments. I'm not going to perform in the playoffs, but I'm flashy, and I can get you there. That was an outdated reference from me. Anyway, we've got some Sports Illustrated player rankings to discuss. The, the top 100 has been released by Rob Mahoney and Ben Golliver. And I just want to say before we get to debating some of their rankings, I appreciate the way these guys go about their rankings. They do a fantastic job. Like most of the time, rankings are just like, okay, throw out these guys. Here's the ranking, yada, yada, yada. Ben and Rob put in the absolute utmost work into this. And they actually try to get it right and try like hell to get it right. So... Shout out to them for knowing as much as they do about all these damn players. Um, however, with that being said, let's take a minute to trash their entire ranking system. With that being said, Jam's got some beef. So to preface this, I we were just preparing for the podcast. And by preparing for the podcast, I mean we had like a 30-second conversation. And I asked Jam if... If he had any beef with the rankings. He did not at the time. And then I started to list off players that were ranked in the top 100. Ahead of Marcus Smart who was not ranked in the top 100. And then Jam had beef. So before we get to the players that Jam has beef over. I'm going to list the Celtics that made the top 100. That is Terry Rozier at number 82. Jalen Brown at number 47. Jason Tatum at number 39. Gordon Hayward at number 25. There there was a disclaimer in there that if he was fully healthy and there was the promise of him being fully healthy, he would be up higher than that. Kyrie Irving, 17. Al Horford, 16. Marcus Smart was not in the top 100. I am going to list to jam players that made the top 100 just to see his reaction 
just start at 100, and I'll tell you when I think a player is better than Marcus Smart. Because I'm looking at it right now, and this is – it's ridiculous. Okay. All right. We will start at 100. I am scrolling up right now. So, number 100, Lonzo Ball. There is zero chance that this this dude with a shot that is crooked as hell is better than Marcus Smart, Mr. Impact's winning. That one is, is insulting to me. What has he done? What has he done in the league to deserve uh, – is this based on upside? I haven't read the, the methodology of the, the two authors, but what – you have to defend them right now, Jay King. Why is Lonzo Ball better than Marcus Smart right now in his career? Uh, I'm not sure, but it does say at his best, the 20-year-old Ball plays a beautiful weirdo brand of hoops. Which So does Marcus Smart. That's, that's, he plays defense, and that, he can run the pick and roll probably better than Lonzo Ball at this point. Lonzo Ball is a better passer. I'll give him that. He has, he has the vision. But just in terms of everything that it puts together, and this was the thing about the rankings. The rankings are supposed to – emphasize the the completeness of players and like their uh unintangible skills like that is what the these rankings are supposed to emphasize and to put lonzo ball ahead of marcus smart makes zero sense in the world to me i was frankly when they first came out surprised that terry rozier was ahead of marcus smart and i think that's a debate that celtics fans could have in terms of how impactful the players are but lonzo ball being ahead of marcus smart is a, is frankly ridiculous he hasn't done anything. He was injured for half of last year. Number 99, Brooke Lopez. I mean, Brooke Lopez is pretty good. Um, I don't think he's that much better. I think he was like – he was a cup of coffee in free agency this year. He's been traded 75 times since he was with the Nets. He's a solid player. He's a seven-footer. I don't know. I, that one makes a little bit more sense to me than Lonzo Ball. Um, Number he's also a big fan of the Simpsons, so I can, I can fucks with that one a little bit more. Um, but he's he's not an impact player, uh, so I'll give that one a, a slight pass. Number ninety eight, Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol is forty nine years old and hasn't done anything important uh, <laughs> since the two thousand and ten NBA Finals. I can't. He is a, a decrepit body and playing for a team uh, where just it's the Spurs. They're just a bunch of old dudes. I'm not. I don't mess with this. Um, Marcus Smart is better than Pau Gasol. A number Marcus, Smart could, Marcus Smart could D up Pau Gasol right now and shut him down. <laughs> number 97, Reggie Jackson. This one is insulting. This guy is a locker room cancer. No one has ever enjoyed playing with Reggie Jackson. They were thrilled when he got shipped out of the Thunder. They were better. Uh, the Pistons were better when he was injured last year. He 14 points per game as your starting point guard? Like, I no one has ever watched Reggie Jackson play and said, yeah, we need more of that guy. It's just – it's absurd to me. <laughs> Number 96, Dirk Nowitzki. Talk about old guys. Like, I respect Dirk. He is – Dirk is amazing. Legend. Perfect. Legend. He's a legend. But he plays, what, 20 minutes a game? He's got – he's decrepit. Uh, I mean, I can't – if you're just going to give it to him because he's Dirk, I can, like, I'm fine with that. He deserves all the accolades he can get because he is an absolute legend. This one um, upsets me less just because he's Dirk and he's a legend and he can still knock down some nice like 12-foot bank shots. So this one I have less, I'm less upset about. But he is, uh, he is 95 years old and will probably play 30 games this year. Number 95, Damari Carroll. This motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
13 points a game on the Nets. Like, you got you got basically shipped out of Toronto because they couldn't use you whatsoever. Oh, he's a 3 and D guy? Like, he doesn't even hit that many threes. He's 32 years old. He's coming off of an injury. He's not the same defender that he once was on the Hawks teams. It just... It seems like they're just shot, like they didn't want to include seven Celtics because that would seem too much. But Damari Carroll, like he was good for one year and got and secured a bag, and now he's a top one hundred player. It's absurd. Ninety four, Fred Van Vliet. This is your boy, Jay King. Do not, do not slander Fred Van Vliet. Oh, let's look at this stat line: eight point six points per game, two point four rebounds, and three point two assists. Woo! That's a top hundred guy in my book. Fred Van Vliet is a solid contributor, but he's not even – what is he, the the seventh or eighth man on the uh, Let's, let's not disrespect him. He, he's very clearly their sixth man. Okay, I did read the second sentence of their description of him. He apparently <laughs> finished third in the uh, sixth six man of the year voting. Um, he's a solid player. Uh, I mean I'm clearly biased in this fact. Uh, doesn't put up the big numbers. He's he's a solid guy. I would take Marcus Smart because of that whole impact winning thing. But in terms of uh, of beef, that's it's not my biggest one. I got to stick up for my guy Van Vliet here, who also impacts winning. But w- let's move on. Okay, if you had to if you had to play pickup right now and you had the last choice, it was Fred Van Vliet and Marcus Smart. Who would you pick? I would just thank my lucky stars that I had one hell of that's a pick. BS cop out answer, Jay King. This is the Takes Podcast. Who are you picking? Your main man, Fred Van Vliet, or Marcus Smart? I would like to play with Van Vliet over any person in the league. Van Vliet is <laughs> hes the one. Uh, 93, Kelly Olenek. No complaints. Kelly Olenek's a god. <laughs> well said. <laughs> 92, Evan Fournier. This, well, he, the guy can score. Evan Fournier can score. He's on the Magic. He was probably one of the Magic's better players. Tossed in a nice 18 points a game. There's like, yeah, the players are getting a little bit better. It's I don't have as much beef with Fournier. I know when you Google his name, some disgusting images come up, and that's uh, I sh- that shouldn't count against him. But in my head, it does. Uh, he's not the best defensive player, but I don't know. He's a, he's a very solid player. He's always been kind of a an annoying player for the Celtics to play against. This one upsets me less uh, than than some of the ones that were coming up, especially the next one. Number 91, Kent Bazemore. Kurt freaking Bazemore. This guy, he's supposed he's the best player on the Hawks, and he averages 13 points a game. He's better than Marcus Moore. What has Kurt Bazemore done other than being friends with Steph Curry and signing a giant Under Armour deal? This is absolutely absurd. What Name me something that Kurt Bazemore is good at. He's long. He can sort of shoot. Number 90, Nikola, Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic is a solid, like, he's a solid 10 and 10 guy. He can get those rebounds. He's an atrocious defender. But um, I don't know. I've always been more of a Vucevic fan than the, than the average fella. See, yeah, um, you are very much more of a Vucevic fan than the average fella. See, I would, I would say Vucevic should be nowhere on here. Vucevic is one to me who he doesn't help your team win. He's going to post some decent stats, but what the hell does that dude do to help you get W's? I'm not sure. Not much. No, I think the the he definitely puts up the the counting stats of points and rebounds, but 
he's not a guy you want on your court in the final five minutes of the game. You just he, he's going to be attacked on defense, and he's really not like you don't game plan around stopping Vucevic. He's he's a real zero. He's yeah. a non-impact player. He's a, a bad defender with a career fifty-two point seven true shooting percentage. Get him off my team. Fair. Not yeah, that no, I not that the Magic are my team, but. If they were, get them off my team. Um, DeJunte Murray, 89. What Did you just pronounce DeJunte? DeJunte? DeJunta. DeJunta Murray. Yeah. This is, this is a quoting from the article. By virtually every offensive metric. Defensive Murray metric. Is a, no, offensive. Oh. Second paragraph. Second paragraph. Oh, okay, okay. By ver- virtually every offensive metric, Murray is a borderline mess. And so that means he's there strictly for his length and his rebounding and his defense. And uh, is Dejounte Murray right now a better defender than Marcus Smart? Uh, this next one is probably going to irk you. Number eighty-eight. Answer the, answer the question, Jay King. Is he a better defender than Marcus Smart right now? Uh, very few guards are better than Marcus Smart. So if he's a mess on a borderline mess on offense, and he's there for his defensive plus-minus. Why is he a higher-rated person than, than Marcus Smart? Number 88, Kyle Anderson. Absurd. Absolutely ridiculous. Slow, like, what? He's been traded 75 times. He's on the, the Hawks now, right? Or he's on the Grizzlies? I don't even know where he Grizzlies. is. Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Who am I confusing him with? Who's, on, who's the guy who's on the Sixers and now is on the Hawks? He used to be on the Spurs. Kurt Bazemore? No, not Kurt Bazemore. Um, he was on the Spurs. He was on the Sixers last year. He got cut. Now he's on the Hawks. I think he went to UVA. I don't know. I don't know. But Kyle, like, he's what? He's the top 75 in win shares? Like, this, it seems like they're just trying to pick some quirky fellas from uh, from across the league uh, who are not named Marcus Smart or um, – what is, what is this guy done? You give me the reason why he is he's better than Marcus Smart. His biggest weakness, they say, is poor outside of shooting. Same with Marcus Smart, and then Marcus Smart does everything else in basketball better than Kyle Anderson. Number eighty-seven, Andre Iguodala. I mean, this dude's he's a solid player. He's a solid contributor. <laughs> he's very very old. Uh, he's going to give you fifty games, but Iggy. I fucks with Iggy. I got no beef with that one. Number 86, James Johnson. Eh, no beef with that one, too. James Johnson's intense. Plus, James Johnson, he might he might dropkick you in the head. If... He's a scary dude, and he's super athletic, and he can do some crazy things. Uh, and he's just, like, fits in perfectly with the Miami Heat, just, like, hustle boys. Or they're just going to be the most in shape, and he's going to be extremely athletic. I don't know if I like necessarily. Um, clearly, this uh, this exercise has demonstrated some clear Marcus Smart bias, but James Johnson is tough. I I would not mess around with James Johnson. He's a uh, he's a solid NBA pro. Okay, who do you take in a fight, James Johnson or Marcus Smart? That's a tough one. I mean, they're both like the same level of crazy. James Johnson's got the length and the reach, so I might take James Johnson. As, as sacrilegious as it is to say, I might take James Johnson. Yeah, I, I think he also has like black belts and shit. So not a not trained a trained fighter. Trained fighting helps. 
Not a bad choice. 85, P.J. Tucker. This dude, it's like like he's supposed to be this the the three and D guy. Oh, a voice crack there. There you go. <laughs> he averaged six points a game. He doesn't make an impact on the stat sheet. I think he's a very solid defender. I thought the Celtics should have entertained the idea of trading for him uh, kind of two years ago. But like, what does he really? I think he has some positional versatility and the fact that he can play the four. But he's just, he's a he's a fat guy. Like, he's not a guy you're going to build your roster around. If I, like, wanted to pay two guys, I would much more pay Marcus Smart. I don't know what the – I think he, he benefits from playing on the, the Rockets where he can kind of be a guy who shoots threes. And uh, and he's not even the best three-point shooter. He's better than Marcus Smart at this point statistically. But Marcus Smart's – like, that's not his game. But, I don't know, PJ, he's a solid player. Like, we're, we're entering, the, like, the, the part of the list where – they're going to be good NBA players, and it's kind of difficult for to. And this is the problem with making lists: is like, how do you actually put one player ahead of the other when they're just like a general tier of players right now? It's just kind of absurd to me that like, especially freaking Kyle Anderson and um, uh, Lonzo Ball and freaking Kurt Bazemore that those guys are going to be on this in this tier. But I mean, PJ Tucker's like a, he's a solid guy. And I just – I don't have – you can make arguments for and against, but he's not like clearly definitively better. Lowry Markinen, 84. This Finnish mf <laughs> is a pretty solid guy. I'm actually a pretty big Lowry Markinen fan. Uh, I think he does a lot uh, inside and outside his shooting ability. Um, I have no beef with this one. I'm a big Lowry Markinen fan. 83, Taj Gibson. This mother, this dude is 87 years old and he plays on the Minnesota Timberwolves where they don't give anyone bench minutes. He's on their bench and he's just not that good. He was good in 2012. He like, I guess he understands the game and he, um, he's a stable force, but like, what does Taj Gibson do? You've never been afraid of Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson's not a defensive stopper. Taj Gibson cannot guard anyone other than. Basically fours. I guess he can guard occasional fives. It says here he's 33 years old, but that seems ridiculous. Um, he isn't. He doesn't rebound. Like what is Taj Gibson does nothing for you. Taj Gibson is a solid ninth man in your rotation, and frankly, it's absurd that he's on this list at all. Number 82, Tito. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tito fucks. <laughs> Tito should be higher on this list. This is a okay. I've been doing a lot of ranting and raving here, but I want Jay King from theathletic.com. Subscribe now. Um, get your free t shirt. Who do you think is a better basketball player right now, Terry Rozier or Marcus Smart? So that, that's, a, that's a really tough question for me. Um, and before last season, I definitely would have said Marcus Smart. That would have been an easy answer for me. Last year, Rozier developing the three-point shot the way he did, I think pushed him ahead. But then, but then Marcus Smart has all the versatility that he does, and he can guard literally anyone in this universe. And he's much better at running pick and rolls. And for every time Marcus Smart throws up a head-scratching three-pointer, Terry Rozier throws up a head-scratching, like, contested layup 
that sends people the other way in transition. So I'm going with Terry Rozier now, but I'll I would probably prefer Marcus Smart on the court in the last few seconds. That's the thing is like if you talk about defense, I think you give the edge to Marcus Smart. I think if you talk about running a pick and roll offense and making the right decision, you give the edge to Marcus Smart. Terry Rozier is obviously a better shooter and a better scorer, and it's just how much you value that um, that aspect of like your all around game. But you're right; if, if it's the final five minutes of the game and you're going to a crunch time lineup, you're more likely going to put Marcus Smart in there. But Rozier also does have a knack for hitting big shots, and Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, notwithstanding, he typically rises to the occasion. He loves when people talk shit to him. Hello. Eric, aka Drew Bledsoe, um, I'm I'm going with Rozier just because his shooting has kind of become three point shooting has kind of become a weapon. But I understand why some people and maybe Brad Stevens included because Marcus Smart is almost always in his final five. Thinks Marcus Smart um, has has more winning to him. So I I mean. They do totally different things, and that's why it's tough to rank smart, right? Because he helps the team. Like how do you value his ability to guard fours occasionally? Like that, it's really statistically to be like his defensive versatility feels like it's it's tremendously undervalued. And I know that it's like something they tried to factor in, but it's that, and then like the crazy hustle plays where he's diving on the floor or gets a crazy putback rebound. It's like those things. Unless you're watching 82 Celtics games a year, you're not going to catch all of the crazy things that Marcus Smart does. So I understand it's hard to, to kind of quantify, especially if you're looking across the entire league, his impact. But I think if you look at it, like if you at like gave Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens some of that um, that truth serum that Snape is brewing up in potions class, um, I think he would I think he would pick Marcus Smart ahead of Terry Rozier just because of all the the versatility and the the hustle and the heart um, and kind of the intangibles that uh, that he provides. But I don't know. I don't want to speak for Brad. Um, I he's clearly much smarter than I am. Yeah. So we'll we'll stop we'll stop the rankings there. We'll stop well, your your rants. Talk about the rest of the, the I like your the rankings in terms of Celtics. Yeah. I think the two the two main questions are Gordon Hayward was a little bit lower than you would think he was. And they, they gave the, because of his injury, yeah. he is that low. Is the injury really an issue anymore? Like, I know we haven't seen him play in a year, but like, I fully expect Gordon Hayward to return to being professional basketball player, top of his talents. Well, he, he just started playing five on five again. So there's a chance he's not at full strength, at least early in the season. I I have no issues, and and when you're talking about the top twenty five players, there's typically a small enough gap um, that you can be dropped a few. I I was totally cool with him dropping to twenty five in in the rankings, given his health, and yeah, that that that's that's not a thing to me. I I do think that he is probably better than most Boston fans appreciate. And I, I feel is like he better than Victor Oladipo. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he is. Well, then you should have some beef with the rankings because Oladipo came in at number 20. Well, Oladipo was great last season. And, I, I mean, there are a few guys ahead of him on the list that I, I think he's better than if he's fully healthy. But I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to have, have qualms with, like, like at that point, is Victor Oladipo better? Shit, Victor Oladipo is great, too. I, 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 I'm I the worst at discussing rankings because I'm like, oh, they're all so damn good. <laughs> Everyone's the same ranking in Jay King's heart. Everyone's so damn good. Um, I did like how they put Al Horford above Kyrie Irving, and I, I don't know I would agree with that, but I appreciate the fact that they did it anyway. Um, we've had this talk. We've had this talk a few times. I know you're a Horford is better or more valuable, which aka better than Kyrie, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I I believe in what Horford does just all around. I think he has a larger impact. Kyrie is clearly an elite scorer. He clearly that probably the best one on one scorer in the league. Maybe you can make an argument for uh, Steph Curry, but Kyrie has an elite or talent. James Harden. Or James Harden, yes, also uh, can be in that list. Uh, but I think what Horford does um, defensively, his versatility, his ability to play the five uh, on offense really opens up and is a key for what the Celtics do in, in terms of like them their ability to play five out. His ability to play defense both on the post, guarding the bigger guys in the league like Joel Embiid's, but then also switching out on the, on the perimeter, him being like the – the captain of the defense and the main communicator on what was the best defense in the league last year. I know he doesn't put up the counting stats. I know my main man, Lou Merloni, is going to be a little bit uh, disappointed with these rankings. Um, I thought it was a, a definitely a bold choice by the SI guy, so I also appreciate it. Um, and it's a, it's a classic debate, and we've had it many times. It's like Kyrie has some very elite talent in terms of his ability to score the basketball. And so... I mean, if you're playing 2K and it's just like there's an argument to be made that Kyrie should be a top 10 player just because of that elite talent. But if you're trying to look at like all facets of the game and especially your impact on the defensive end where I don't think Kyrie Kyrie gets shat on a lot for his, his defense. I don't think it's as bad as, as people say it is. He's certainly not the greatest defender. Um, he, he, he dies on a lot of screens and it's I think it's a more of a question of of effort and ability, but I think it's bold to put him first. I th- like, but I, I would generally agree that in terms of impact, I'm a, I'm an Al Horford guy uh, just because he, he brings it on both ends of the court and does so many of the different little things that you can't really, can't really quantify. I don't know. I, I agree with the rankings, but it, it's, you can easily debate it. Uh, and so I, I mean, that's clearly why SI puts out these rankings like this. Like it's giving us great podcast fodder and giving every podcast in the NBA um, things to talk about. But I don't know. I think, I think Horford will be, is more valuable, but in the end, I guess this question is like, who do you think out of the, the big three, this new big three, who do you think was, uh, will have the biggest impact uh, in the next season? Cause I think there's an argument to be made for Gordon Hayward can do things on the defensive end as well. I don't think he's as great a defender as Al Horford, but he's also going to score more than Al Horford. And is he a, is he the best all around player? That's that's all 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 good points by you. Take a stance, Jay King. God I, damn it! I have no stance here, and and we we've we've had it's been going on a, a while. I've been actually laying laying in bed waiting for your ass. Um, 
so I'm tired as hell. So we are going to to discuss the last part of the rankings, which is Jalen Brown at 47 and Jason Tatum at 39. Did you think those guys were fairly rated? I think they're fairly rated. If you look at the guys around them, um, Tatum is like like five spots behind Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell had a a better year that last year, but like he's a little bit older, so I'd still rather take Tatum long term. But I think Tatum to be thirty ninth after his first year is is kind of insane, just how good he is. I think Jalen Brown um, to be in the top fifty and. Uh, is yeah, I think they're both kind of properly rated. Jalen is a is a damn good player. He plays very good defense, but I have no call like no guys really stuck out to me. They're like, oh my god, those guys got rated ahead of of Jalen Brown. Like maybe there was no maybe Kurt Bazemore for you. No Kurt Bazemore. I mean maybe like Gary Harris, but I'm, a, I'm like I'm he's not a big name, but I'm a, I'm a kind of a Gary Harris guy. Um, Otto Porter being ranked higher than. Jalen Brown, I think you could have the argument, but then, like I don't like, I don't feel strongly about that. There's no guy, like there's no things that really stand out um, to me in terms of that. The one thing that stood out was like, right now Blake Griffin came in at 41 and Jason Tatum came in at 39. I was kind of shocked to see Blake Griffin had fallen so far because, like three seasons ago, Blake Griffin was like a top three MVP candidate. Yeah, he was a legit like top five ish player. And kind of lost some of his athleticism. Too bad. A, a true shame. Anyway, that's it. I, I had to unleash Jam Packer today. I had I had to find that hatred within his heart. I had to pull it out of him. I had had to had to hear a little little rankings beef. So, but I, honestly, I want to I want to repeat again. And I I think I speak for Sam when I say this, but I definitely speak for myself. As I typically do, I guess. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate the, the all the work those guys put in. It, it really is. They must put so many hours into knowing as much as they do about these players. And then trying to rank them in the right slots. Writing about them. Yada, yada. So I, I appreciate all, all the time and effort they put into this project every year. And With that being said... Robert Covington as a top 50 player ranked number 48 is insane. That guy did not show up in the playoffs whatsoever. He's not that consistent of a shooter. I don't think he's that great a defender. I don't know why like he's he's a solid player but he the idea that Robert Covington's a top 50 player is insane to me. Yeah, I mean, that makes two of us. So finally Jake King comes in with a take. Oh my god. Drew Bledsoe is 53. I'm, I'm just reviewing this list right now again. Okay, I mean, give the guys all the compliments they want. I, I'm sure they put in a lot of effort here, but there's some there's some absurd things in here. <laughs> I, I'm glad we could unleash. Jeff Teague! Jeff Teague's 58! That guy's a carcass! That guy does nothing. I enjoy any moment Jeff Teague is on the court because he is a bad basketball player. <laughs> Yeah, this was fantastic. Uh, th- this might be peak jam Packard right here. Power pa- power rankings of players. We need to go. We need to have player ranking podcasts more often. I need more outlets to just come out with top hundred player rankings, so that I can just hear you pick apart players and and torture them 
as as often as you do that. Oh. <laughs> I think this is peak Jam Packard. I mean, it's it, it's brought out a lot of emotions in me, and I'm getting a little little bit too worked up. But you just scroll through and you see some some ridiculous stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think Robert Covington upsets me the most, and then followed by Kurt Bazemore. <laughs> we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there with one last one last disparaging remark about Kurt Bazemore. If you don't subscribe to us already, you stupid. But you can search for us locked on Celtics wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else. It's getting back in the season, so we're going to be getting back into Monday through Friday mode. Preseason is just barely more than two weeks away, so... Media day's coming. I'm starting thinking of all, my, all the good questions now. Oh, man, I'm going to be the star of media day. You could very well be the star of media day. I'll be disappointed if you're not. If he's not the star, I will try to be at least dependable. And, uh, I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of you on media day. People are going to be like, wow, J. King, you, you, you're you, associated with that kid over there. He's been asking all those goopy-ass questions. That's that's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll wrap this up. That's it for this episode of the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Yeah, J. King and John Corrales. Locked on Celtics. Millie.